by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Welcome to the first episode of Game Over Ottawa. Listen, sometimes you sends them, and sometimes you get sensed. And uh, Craig Anderson had some sends and left in him tonight, unfortunately. But lots of positives, lots of positives. And uh, thank you for tuning in, everybody. Uh, just in case you didn't see anything on Twitter or any of the introductions, my name's Charlie. And, uh, yeah, it can be really easy to keep track of the Ottawa host. It's just me, and, of course, there is. Hi, I'm Maud. I've been a Sens fan for as long as I can remember. Uh, super excited to be able to cover the team this season with this uh, awesome opportunity with SDP. And, yeah, it was... Uh, not the best start for the Sens, but uh, there were some positives, so we'll get in, into that here today. Yeah, let's start. Let's start with some good stuff because I desperately need to talk about the good, and the good is Jake Sanderson might have been the team's best player tonight. Mm-hmm. Did not expect that at all. Um, oh, hold on, you you might be muted actually. I have no idea. Am I good? Are, we, are we both quiet, or is it just is it just mod? Is it me as well? I can boost my game a little bit here. <laughs> um, just mod. Okay, that was to be expected. I kind of just me. Just you're very quiet. Apparently, okay, cool. We can get the mic a little bit closer here. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Um, so yeah, Jake Sanderson looked amazing, and. I desperately need somebody to free him from from playing with Hamannick every night. Yeah. Like, I mean, the the, up, the downside to that is I think, honestly, I think everyone on D looked pretty solid overall. Brandstrom looked better than I expected. He looked like preseason Brandstrom, which is good. Um, Shabbat looked pretty solid. Zub, Zub. Zub was just doing Zub stuff. But Man, overall, Sanderson looked great. And I think real quick, while we got everyone hooked on the stream with all the Sanderson talk, we got to go into the sponsor. So, you know what? I just realized I have two monitors here. Let me just let me just pop this over. Let's go easier here. All right. So, want to bet? You can do it at Sports Interaction Canada's Sportsbook. Football's back, baseball playoffs, and the hockey season is underway. Bet pregame, live in play, or one of our many prop bets. Made for Canadians by Canadians, sports interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. Ontario only, 19 plus, please play responsibly. Speaking of responsible play... I, I, I can't stop talking about Jake Sanderson. Jake Sanderson in his first NHL game was on the power play. He was playing on the PK. They had him out there with a the goalie pole, too. They had him in every situation. They, uh, unbelievable. Like, that's a lot of pressure for anyone in their first, especially defensemen playing as, as many minutes as he did. Mm-hmm. A bit of a trial I, by fire. I think I, I'd have to see the final stats, but I know after two periods he was leading everyone in ice time, and it probably finished that way, too. Wouldn't surprise me at all. That was... What a game from him. Um, anyone else stand out to you especially 
Oh, we could let's stick stick with positives. We're gonna stick with positives for a bit. We'll stick with the positives and we'll stick with the decor a little bit because I was positively surprised by Brandstrom tonight. Like over the last couple seasons, I to be honest haven't really been the biggest Brandstrom believer. He's kind of he's kind of been up and down for me. Like some games, you really see the flashes of brilliance with his puck movement and stuff like that. But then, as an undersized defenseman, there's always that difficulty defending that kind of offsets whatever you have on offense like if you can't put up enough points are you really uh doing a good enough job on defense as well is always the question but tonight he looked solid other than on buffalo's second goal there was a little bit of a mix-up in coverage there but i wouldn't say it was fully his fault on that one but in terms of his puck moving i thought he was really great tonight obviously he had that fantastic breakout pass on kachuk's goal i can't remember if it was uh to kachuk or to batherson or whoever it was but out of his out of his zone off the wall on the backhand it was a beautiful play that he made uh it was a quick decision i was surprised that i was kind of surprised that he pulled off that pass like when i see a player trying something like that i kind of think oh no this is going to be a turnover but it was actually a great play he managed to pull it off so i was really impressed with ranch tonight gotcha okay it sounds like we're still getting some audio issues um unfortunately i've got i've got my so yeah, just on the stream, I got my desktop audio running full blast right here, and I can hear you fine. So there must be um, must be something else funky here going on. I have noticed that a lot of at least my recordings through OBS, the audio after recording seems to be quieter than what I'm hearing in the moment. Let me just see if I can. I'll try changing one thing in Zoom real quick. Okay. It must be something through OBS because I can hear you just fine. Yeah, I guess I guess we're kind of relying on on what everyone else is saying for the audio. Let's see. Oh boy. It's especially interesting when the issue isn't something that I can like <laughs> when it's a sound issue and it sounds fine to me. We're kind of guessing here, so Yeah. Bear with us everyone. Yeah. Let's see here. I feel like I should try to talk to to fill air, but if they can barely hear, me, I don't that's know. that's an issue. Yeah. Um. Oh boy! Now I'm getting uh, WhatsApp yeah. <laughs> through the stream. Sorry, guys. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try talking again now. Is it, is All right. It, what do we What do we think in chat? Does it sound any better now? Any Any better at all? Get some feedback here. That would be great. Still quiet. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. I've tried, yeah, I've tried uh, cranking my levels here. Yeah. Let me see. Oh my God. I'm not sure. Uh, chat people watching. Was the uh, the intro video that was played on the coming in there? Was that like a normal? Was that a normal volume or was that also fairly quiet? Because if that was also fairly quiet, then there's definitely going to be some kind of issue between my desktop audio. It played a normal volume. Okay. So there's something going on between. Yeah, so it sounds like it was. It must be something audio-wise between Zoom and OBS. So, I'm yeah, I'm getting levels over here. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what would be causing that. That's I could try a bummer. To talk really loudly, I guess I could. Uh, I could go 
Steve mode and, and yell the whole time. Okay, now people are saying it's too loud. Too loud? Really? Then, then the thing is, I don't know if that's something that you did or I did. Okay, hold on. If I drop, is it is it, is it me that's too loud? I can just drop my uh, I can drop my input on my mic if that helps at all. Let's see uh, if that's matching a little bit better now, maybe. Maybe. No one's too loud. We're getting mixed no signals. Love that. Should Love we, that. Should we advance like this? That's uh, that's the question. Okay. People still saying that I'm quieter than you. Hmm. Interesting because I can definitely hear you being quieter on my end. Okay. Well, at the very least, I'll bump my audio up a touch. Um, let's see. That's no fun. All right. Uh, apologies for the uh, technical difficulties here, guys. We're going to do our best to sort this out. Um, yeah. Uh, let me just fire off one quick message. <clears throat> All right. I should have known. I, I spent so much time prepping OBS, yeah, all, all trying to make sure everything was perfect. That's just how it goes. Um, let's see. Use sign language. There you go. How, how are you a sign language? Oh, that's not happening. I not wish. so much. All right. Well, worth a shot. Um, well, do you want to... Uh... Just see what we can do oh. uh, for the rest of the show, and hopefully it's not too bad. I'll try to I'll try to speak up as much as I can. They're saying I'm still quieter. Yeah. All right. So um, still can't hear. It's not the mic, guys. Unfortunately, the uh, the issue is something between Zoom and OBS. I can hear her fine. Um, yeah, it's got to be some sort of output. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, alternatively, what I can do is I can lower my volume and everyone watching the stream can just absolutely crank theirs. Yeah, I think we'll have to do um, that. Let's give that a whirl. Okay, guys, I'm just going to drop my volume a touch. Try, uh, try cranking your volume and see how we're going to do from there. I think I have mine cranked as much as I can. So hopefully, okay. I don't want to end up peaking in the end, but... Like the Sens, we will bounce back from this. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, the Sens' first game was a little rough. Our first stream is a little rough here, too. But we'll we'll figure it out. Hopefully, the Sens will, too. Yeah. All right. Hopefully, this works. If 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 I'm sitting right around here and you guys can, you guys can crank it up a little bit. Uh, one second there. People saying it's better. I think. Uh, I think we might be. Might be good to go. Okay, if this is better, we'll do that. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll stick with this for now, and then we'll get that fix going for for the following games. Um, uh, thanks, guys, for bearing with us with that. As long as you can hear both of us, um, we're set at least for the next little bit. Um, yeah. So where were we? We were talking about uh, some of the positives in this game. Uh, we were going over the defense there. I remember you mentioned that uh, you weren't very impressed with Travis Hamanick tonight as Sanderson's partner. What did you think about his play? 
I just it, it I don't know it. I mean, maybe partly of it, part partly some of it is is bias from from last season. Um, I don't know anyone who was excited when they when they acquired him. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I I do think part of it, maybe part of it is the fact that a lot of the defense looked better than I expected. So I I'm just singling him out. Um, but yeah, he had a few a few really weak plays in his own end. Didn't play too hard on the puck. I don't think. Um. Yeah, he he um. God, which play was it? It was in the second period, I think. Um, it was when Sanderson like. I'm blanking on on who it was, which is a problem because it's very specific. You know, it it really does depend on who was on the ice. He there's there's a couple plays just in general where he just looked really really uncomfortable in his own end. Which you is, think it was sort of a, a decision-making thing, like maybe slow to react to plays and stuff? Yeah, just it looked like he completely lacked confidence in his own end, which is an issue when, you know, that's really the only place he should be playing, more or less. Um, mm-hmm. You don't want, because you don't want ever, you don't want to ever see an offensive zone face-off with, with Hamnick starting on the point yeah. there. Um, it's an interesting predicament when you have the rookie who's supposed to be kind of sheltered by the veteran but the rookie is looking better right away um i wasn't too down on travis hammock tonight but i do share your concerns over a full season whether or not he will be the right partner for jake sanderson but uh if sanderson keeps up his play like he like he played today i think it hopefully it won't be too big of an issue yeah it, it, it definitely doesn't help when your d partner looks as good as sanderson did tonight um I had no problem with the with the Holden Brandstrom pair. I think they both look really, really solid overall. Um, and then, yeah, Forsberg. Forsberg saved. Uh, he 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 made a few saves that he really shouldn't have had to make. A couple miracle looking saves. Um, I don't know about you. I thought the Sens were being a little too finicky with the puck, a little in their own end. There a few a few plays directly in front of the net that shouldn't have happened. Resulted mm-hmm. in some, uh, some plays in the defensive end where they were a little bit too soft, just kind of chipping the puck in into strange areas instead of just making like a simple play to get the puck out. On one hand, I kind of like creativity when it comes out when it comes to uh, breaking the puck out of the zone and not just like chipping it out off the glass. But I felt like today they didn't always uh, make the safe plays, and you have to have a good balance between those two things. For sure. For sure. And then as far as, you know, I think we have to touch on Craig Anderson. Yeah. Being, you know, being being a Sens show and Craig Anderson, probably as far as, you know, this generation of fans, probably our generation's favorite goalie to ever play for the team. Um, what a story Craig Anderson is going into his, what, his 20th season, I believe, at 41 years old. It's crazy. Like... He- he was probably drafted like around the time that I was born. I would have to check the exact year, but it's uh, what a long career, amazing career from him. Absolutely nuts, and the fact that he he's what three three saves with the stack pads, I think tonight. Oh, he loves doing that. He loves with the the flying poke check and the stack pads. And I remember some windmill saves from him back in the day, too. It's something that you don't see as much from the goalies of today. So it's interesting to see him kind of hanging around the league with that more, not outdated, but older style and still having success, too, because he still puts up pretty good stats. Yeah. Also notable how nice his his pads are this year. 
Oh yeah, that yellow. Oh my god. I love a good, good so nice. So so nice. And then you know, Mangus Helberg have still still has his Seattle stuff. Which yeah, what a waste that, that was. What a waste that yeah. was. Arguably the best black pads I've ever seen. Roster, just just because of those pads. Yeah. So he could get some use out of them. Earn him a roster. He should he should have given those pads to <laughs> one of the goalies over there. Yeah, don't kept him around. That. And, uh, yeah, it's. I have to say, with Anderson, it's a bit of a buzzkill for me today to to lose to him like that. Though, as we're trying to move forward into the next era of Sens hockey, it's like our former goalie that we already moved on from. He got the better of us tonight, so that's uh, it was a little disappointing for me. But I I also think that the Sens didn't really like make it too hard on him. Like Stutzler had a few breakaways, but other than that, I didn't feel like we were testing him too much with our shots. Like we had a lot of shots that we were just kind of throwing on net from a bad angle, like low along the ice. And those were still getting counted as like all, all shots aren't equal. And even though the shot count looked pretty good for the Sens, I feel like we weren't really testing Anderson enough tonight. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of players who, looked phenomenal Off- offensively at least they looked great in the first period and then they just kind of disappeared that second mm-hmm. period was a nightmare um you brought up a really good point when you messaged me earlier saying that that's kind of been a pattern going back to last season yeah i don't know what it is about the second periods but i feel like the second periods have just killed the sends like for the last couple of years where they'll start pretty well or pretty decent and then it will just tank in the second period and the other team just totally takes over and tonight, I don't know if maybe it was an issue with, like, rustiness, where Buffalo was just really rusty in the first period and they weren't really bringing their A game yet. But since it's the first game for both teams, you can kind of give the benefit of the doubt, like, both ways for that. So even though the Sens looked great in the first period, it's kind of hard to to get a read on, like, what we should expect, whether that first period is more indicative of what we're going to see going forward or if we need to uh, worry more about the rest of the game. Absolutely. Uh, with that said as well, one more positive I think we have to highlight is how, I don't know if surprising is, is the right word, um, but I, I, I guess in comparison to the sort of iffy power plays they've had, the penalty kill looked phenomenal. Oh yeah. It's uh, interesting to see the penalty kill this season too, because for the last couple of seasons, we've really relied on Connor Brown and Nick Paul on the penalty kill they would always uh, create a lot of shorthanded chances against. And I know some people were worried about the penalty kill without them, but I feel like especially Matthew Joseph was really good tonight. He's a a good asset to the penalty kill with his speed. We saw Josh Norris killing penalties too, which is nice to see from your top players. And I think back to Sanderson again, I think he was really the star on the penalty kill. He had, I remember one play where we won the faceoff in the defensive zone and he was just a one-man breakout all the way up the ice just all on his own. And that's yeah. something that we don't really see from Ottawa Senators defensemen since like Eric Carlson, really. Yeah. He, he, there's a few times when you brought up earlier as well, that, that Stutzla had a couple really nice breakaway chances. And each time Sanderson drove up the ice with a puck at first, I'm like, Oh, that's Stutzla. No, <laughs> well, I was blown away by, it. I did not realize, you know, I, I mean, I don't think I've saw like highlight packs, right? I've never actually watched, Sanderson play uh, any mm. college games. He's a lot faster than I expected. Yeah, tremendous skater. It's uh, 
it's very interesting to see him skate like that and be confident with the puck up ice like that in his first NHL game too, because I had seen him uh, rush the puck like that in college, like in highlights mm. and stuff, like you said, but you don't know if that will translate immediately to the NHL level. And it seems like it is, it is going to. And I think today, like when he was rushing the puck up the ice, he often didn't have a lot of support from his teammates to necessarily make a great play on offense, like after the rush. But mm -hmm. I think his teammates will uh, over time get more used to how he plays. And that's going to be a great asset that he brings to this team. All right. And then one more, I think one more kind of fun little thing that we should address as well, just as a, as a opening of the season kind of thing is that, DJ Smith, I believe, is only 31 games away from coaching the second most games. Oh, wow. For the sense, which is, it blew me away. Yeah. Absolutely blew me that. away. I believe he's at 209, and I think 239 or 240 gets him number two behind Jacques Martin. Oh, I was going to ask if number one was Martin or Paul McLean. I thought maybe it might have been him. No, it's it's a huge, huge drop off. If you can if you can talk for just another second, keep people entertained. Let me find that list. Let me find that list. It's it's interesting that DJ is already. At oh, I'm sorry. I just I I'm... oh no, I hit no. sends. I hit sends. I'm sorry, guys. Oh. I'm sorry. It turns out when you're typing in Google oh, and OBS isn't selected, OBS. if you have a hotkey set. Oh, the hotkeys. Then it goes. Hey, we sensed ourselves. That was That's supposed to be right. for the opponent if we won, but uh, we're sensing ourselves here tonight on the broadcast. We got sensed. We got we sensed ourselves exactly. in multiple ways today. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm actually very surprised that DJ Smith is already uh, up there in terms of coaching coaching games because I know throughout like the the 2010s we were kind of a coaching carousel. Like I I can't remember too many coaches that lasted longer than like three seasons. But also. Like, I think DJ Smith was hired in, like, 2019 or 2018. Like, maybe because of COVID and the shortened seasons and stuff, maybe it feels like it hasn't been as long, but I guess it has. Yeah, I think just in general, in, in, in life, the last three years haven't felt like they counted. You know, yeah, it's just, time in is general. just made up now. Yeah, it's like, the, you know, I, I was just thinking, like, so this is what, Brady's, this, this is Kachuk's fifth season? Yeah, yeah, because he had the the contract extension last year after the ELC. That's 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 so dumb. That's so, I'm so that's so dumb. That's yeah, so it dumb. It feels like he's still a rookie or a second year player, but hopefully, as uh, hopefully, if the team has more success, it'll start feeling like uh, we're experiencing some growth here. It's like yeah. all these kids who haven't really uh, amassed much in terms of wins for the team. It's like. It still feels it still feels new to us, but hopefully uh, we'll get some success going this year. So yeah, did you you got the stats there? I'm 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 trying to pull that up, and uh, of course the Wikipedia page has not been updated since DJ Smith began. So oh that God. is really really okay. Here we go. Hockey reference. I believe in you. Hockey reference. Hockey here reference. we go. All right. So here's the update. Yeah. So number two is Paul McLean at two thirty nine. Okay. Number one is Jacques Martin at six ninety two. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That is Big a jump. That is a jump. So yeah, number three, Rick Bonus at two thirty five, followed by Guy Boucher two twenty eight, and then there's DJ Smith at two oh nine. Already at two oh nine, DJ Smith. At now here's a question. Games. DJ mm. will obviously get to number two, but do you think he could get anywhere near number one? Do you think he's going to be a coach that'll be here for the long term? 
That is a really, really great question. Um, I think I, th I don't want to put too much pressure on this season because I think so much of this season, I, obviously, like you know, guys like Giroux and everyone have been talking about you know this team being young and good and making a push for the playoffs. I'm not fully convinced that they're going to make the playoffs. We'll see if a chicken trade happens. Uh, the defense needs some work, and then obviously, you know, there's so much pressure on Forsberg just to keep them in it for this first month while Talbot's out. Um, and I think there's just too many things that could possibly go wrong. I don't know. I don't know if anyone in the organization sees DJ Smith as like the guy. I think they probably saw him originally as the guy in that kind of in between window. Yeah, you know, I think so too. Probably, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming that everyone just kind of saw him as like, oh, he's good with the young players. Um, and that's super important for their development. But I don't know if he's the guy. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. How, how about you? What, do you? what do you think about DJ Smith? Hmm. It's interesting. I, I, I agree that I think they saw him as the transitional coach to kind of teach the guys through the rebuild, the young players, and get them ready to compete. But then obviously everyone asks if if you should stick with the same coach when you're actually ready to compete. And I feel like I'm not too sold on DJ yet, but it's, I feel like it's hard to be sold on a coach during a rebuild when you have such a, a shallow back line for the past mm -hmm. few years. And even now we're still talking about adding to the Senator's blue line. So I feel like if we're not good enough this year, I feel like you can't totally put it on the coach, but at the same time, there are way higher expectations this year. So I do kind of wonder if eventually, if the Sens aren't like, you know, above 500 after a month or two, I do wonder if DJ could be on the hot seat. But it's kind of hard for me to say because even though the roster is much improved, it's not perfect yet. So I feel like it would be hard to put everything on the coach, but we'll see how the team plays in the future games. And I think we'll get a, a clearer answer on, on DJ's coaching. It's it's a weird situation to be in because I think, say the Sens finish fifth in the, in the division, just miss out on the playoffs. You can't be like, oh, well, that's a reason to replace the coach. Because DJ Smith is in a weird position where, you know, I think a lot of people probably agree with us that, yeah, he seems like the transitional piece. Probably doesn't seem like the guy to coach them to a Stanley Cup. But how do you make that switch at, without it being at an awkward time? He's been involved in the development of all of so many of these key players. It's 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 a tricky situation because you can't really replace the coach because he failed necessarily. The expectations are high, but they're not so high that missing the playoffs is, is necessarily a disaster. Um, yeah, I agree. I think if we finish in that you know fifth in the division spot or at least like within ten points of a wild card spot, uh, I don't think I would want to fire DJ at that point because that's still a big improvement over mm -hmm. uh, the last few years of Sens hockey. But if we're much worse than that, like if the record isn't really considerably better than than last year, then I think that could be cause for concern. Yeah, what is absolutely wild to me is that DJ Smith has already coached, I can do math in my head, 27 more games than Brian Murray did with the Sens. Wow. Now, granted, Brian Murray did switch to GM fairly quickly, mm -hmm. but he, he was a coach for so much longer in my mind. Yeah, yeah, he's like kind of the iconic Sens coach in my mind just oh, because of sure. that playoff run. But yeah, it, more time as GM than coach for sure for him. Oh yeah, by by a long shot. I just always thought, you know, if someone came up to you and said, name three Sens coaches, he'd be one of them. 
Oh yeah, he's, he's the be one first of them. one. And I don't one that comes to mind. And you know, granted he's the current one, but I don't even know if I'd name DJ Smith if someone asked me to name three sense coaches. Yeah. Hopefully hopefully he can make a name for himself soon here. Yeah, and there's a good question in the chat. Who would be the guy if not DJ? Obviously that I Ooh. Troy Mann, I don't know. I think it would have to be it not necessarily have to be, it'd probably be an outside hire. Um Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's hard to say who could potentially become available in the future in terms of outside hires. Mm-hmm. I think I think Man could be a good option just because, kind of what you were saying about DJ is that he's uh, came up with these guys. Like he's when he started coaching, all these guys are rookies, and then they kind of learn together. Whereas uh, Man kind of has the same thing with the players who came up through the AHL, so he would have a lot of familiarity with a lot of the players already. But at the same time, maybe an outside voice would kind of give them a kick in the pants if they really need it yeah i think this this i honestly i think that this season would have to be a an incredible nightmare of a season for dj smith to not be the coach next year as well when you know the fan base is probably looking at more of a uh play having more playoff hopes i should say i guess for next season so i think i think dj uh i think there's a very good chance that dj Cracks 300 with the Suns being only the yeah. second coach in franchise history to do that, which is mm-hmm. pretty wild. Yeah. I also wanted to give a, a shout out tonight to uh, JJ Paterka with the most predictable first NHL goal ever scored because the I love oh this stat. The Suns give up the most first NHL goals of any team since the Suns entered the league. Like after he, he scored that goal, I was searching it up, and the Suns have allowed something like it said 121 first NHL goals since the Suns joined the league, and now we can make that 122. So I don't know oh what it goodness. is, but just uh, they, we have a knack for for letting the rookies have their moment, eh? Before, so just so everyone knows, before the game, Mod and I got into a quick Zoom just to discuss last minute planning before the stream and she says just so you know (laughs) there's a lot of a lot of rookies on buffalo two of them have scored their first nhl goal playing a few games last season you said it was um so jack quinn i know for sure was one i think quinn and power have both scored already so you so you said just watch out here comes jj paterka yep and especially because I, I know a lot of Sens fans wanted to see him picked by the Sens when we had, uh, like, after we picked Stutzel, mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, we got to get the other German guy. And yeah. uh, we picked Roby Yarventi instead, and then Paterka went right after. So yeah. that might be something interesting to watch in the future if Paterka becomes a top player for the Sabres. It's like, uh, it's like this past draft year. I can't remember who the second pick was, but when uh, Soskovsky, uh found out that his buddy was also drafted by Montreal... The look on his face. That's right. Unbelievable. The Sens didn't exactly uh, recreate that moment, but no, they just got they got Sens by the guy they <laughs> would have drafted if they wanted Stutz's friend. And we know that they love getting acquiring players' friends. Mm-hmm. You know, with the Carlson trade, the first thing that Pierre Dorian said was, "Well, first of all, Josh Norris is Brady Kachuk's best friend." So we yeah. know they're looking at you know, inter- like they're looking at relationships between players, which. They're, they're yeah, fans of that, and they're definitely... They, it makes me think that they must have seen something that they... Obviously, they preferred Yarventi over Paterka, but yeah. maybe they saw some flaws in Paterka's game or something, because you would think that uh, the connection there would be pretty strong to just at least take a flyer on the guy, especially when he is ranked to go around your pick. So Absolutely. Yeah. 
definitely an interesting one there. Yeah, and I think uh, I think with that we'll we'll start wrapping things up here. Sorry for first of all technical difficulties, everyone. We're gonna get that sorted out for next time. Uh, and second of all, sorry for um, you know we're kind of we're kind of topic hopping back and forth a little bit. Not really the game we wanted to talk about all that much, um, you know. But at the very least, it's the beginning of the season. There's still plenty of hope. Lots to look forward to. And, uh, yeah, hopefully the uh, the Leafs get sensed on Saturday mm-hmm. night. Yeah, looking forward to hopefully better things on Saturday night. All right. And just like the Sens, we'll be back next time. And uh, we're going to do a better job next time, just like the Sens. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll, uh, we'll see you next time.